And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another edition of your We Are Me podcast with Davey Rispin and Mickey Brennan and uh, a lot to get through in this one, there's been a fair few um, under 20 and under 21 hurling and football finals played in the last few days, obviously we had trim out in the Leinster, we had the Mead ladies team taking on the underdogs last last week as well and then we'll have our usual lotto and Instagram segments in the podcast as well but I suppose Davey you know a lot of the people want to know um, you know we did miss a We Are Mead podcast there during the week and, you know, some lads were making insinuations on social media that it was down to the fact that Davy Rispin has fallen in love. But I can confirm it was due to the due, due to um, the controversial circumstances that uh, prevailed last Friday night in Courtown at an under-20s match when Davy Rispin decided that the referee was in... He was dead right. What was it? What were the words he said? Um, brave. What was it? Uh, strong. Ballsy. And, strong and ballsy refereeing by Keith Sheeran to throw the ball up at after half time. So there was controversy in Courtown last week. There was controversy in Courtown all the time. But uh, <laughs> there was controversy last week at the under 20s game. I suppose, Davey, look, everybody has seen it. It's been, uh, it's gone out on social media and balls.ie have. Uh, have made it go viral again. You, you, you're one of these lads who goes goes viral quite a bit, Davy. Um, <laughs> you haven't quite mastered it yourself, Mickey. But I, I will sit you down over Christmas and we'll do a few little. Uh, I don't messages. don't worry. There's a cream I'll get you for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Davy um, Rispin is viral. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I suppose. Look. Um, in the end, it, it had no bearing on the result, thanks be to God, because I'm sure there would have been uproar had there been. But uh, talk us through what happened in Cortez last week. Like it, it was really bizarre. It was one of those kind of cold Friday nights under the lights, um, December football, obviously, what the under 20s are in the middle of at the moment. Um, and at half time, so Pat's who actually got warned at the water break, by the way, Mickey, uh, they were late coming out after the water break. And Keith Sheeran actually, it seemed like he blew the whistle. So our lads kicked the ball out, but he pulled it back. But so they got their sort of warning. But anyway, for half time, they decided to go into the dress rooms and our lads stayed out on the pitch, you know, on the field or whatever. And so did Keith Sheeran. He didn't go into the dress rooms. So 10 minutes is the allocated um, uh, half time interval that, that's supposed to be given to each team. Um, at the 10 minute point, our lads were back out, lined out. Keith Sheeran was in the middle of the field with the ball. Um, there was no sign of the pats. He blew the whistle several times, um, and then of course the supporters kind of started latching onto it and, and encouraging him to do something. <laughs> um, at this point, he kind of made it clear that he was going to throw the ball up. Now he did have a little look around a couple of times, and there was still no sign of the pats. This is probably three to four minutes, you know, after the ten minutes allocated time had elapsed. Um, at which time he threw the ball in, it was knocked down and it was literally just kicked into Rory Buchanan, who was the full forward for St. Dalton's Court and Gales. And he put the ball into an empty net um, to a chorus of jeers and, and, and cheers or whatever. At that point, some Pats were just emerging from the corner, you know, where the gate is in Court and, um, and, and they were unbeknownst to what had actually happened. Now, I was controlling the scoreboard and I couldn't get the goal up quick enough on the scoreboard. <laughs> um and they came out and they they actually thought the goalkeeper went, I think, and got the ball to nearly kick it out to Keith to, to throw the ball up, at which point Keith told him, no, it's a kick out. The lads are after scoring the goal. 
to be fair to them, they, they didn't kick up that much at the time. They they did sort of get on with it, which which is great credit. I do agree with you. Had they lost the game, um, I can't imagine it would have been as civilized as that. But you know, I, I don't know if it's the rule or not. But I think it's a rule that certainly needs to be clarified. And if it's not, it's certainly in, um something that I'd be. I I thought it was I thought it was the right call to do. Otherwise, teams you see it time and time again they get away with murder to come out. Teams waiting on the four or five minutes. They're caught cold. The opposition team makes a fast start. I actually caught up with Di, Di White and Ronan Kearns after the game, making good friends of the podcast. And I, I can't remember which one of them. I think it could have been Dahi. Maybe he was saying, look, it's our own fault. He says, it's not the player's fault. We were going through stuff with them in the in the clubhouse and we didn't hear the whistle being blown. So, you know, they took full responsibility for what had happened. Um, in saying that, they were probably a little bit annoyed with the way in which it did happen. But, you know, no damage done, thankfully, in the end. What builder or uh, construction company built the um, dressing rooms in Cortown? There are a good few years there, Mickey, so I'm not quite sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're maybe going back to the 1800s or something. So the walls are probably fairly thick in uh, in the dressing rooms in Cortown. But uh, yeah, the doors uh, are stiff as well. <laughs> testament to whoever, testament to whoever, whoever built it that they're soundproof anyway. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, look, it caused an awful stir on social media. I am. In fairness, I'm delighted for some pats that they didn't end up losing by one, two or three points in that game and they ended up going on to win it. So it just means that we don't have to deal with any uh, court cases or anything like that over Christmas over. But look, Keith Sheeran is, is a great referee. I've seen him loads of times this year. Um, great listeners to the podcast as well. But I really like him as a referee. And um, yeah, you know, maybe there is something that needs to be done about that. There was a lot of people saying you know, coming up with their own ideas on the rules and pulling out different rules from different parts of the rule book and putting them up on social media. We will get that clarified over the next few weeks. And I suppose like when we're going in to do our Christmas end of year Loyal Royal podcasts, um, we might include that and get the rule clarified and be able to uh, put that into one of the podcasts. We have a lot of Loyal Royal podcasts coming up over the Christmas and we will be doing our end of year reviews of each of the championships and uh, we will be uh, doing our player of the years for each championship as well. We'll also be doing our Mead uh, County Senior Player of the Year and we might even do that for um, uh, the the under 20s and, and the minors and we'll be doing it for the hurlers and we might do it for the ladies so there's a lot of podcasts coming up and we'll also as I said be doing an intercounty preview for 2022 because that season is kicking off very very soon and um, we won't find it till the uh, O'Byrne Cup is kicking off and then the league kicks off in uh, early February so lots to come um, from your Lyle Royals podcast and of course from the We Are Mead podcast as well. Davey, we're going to kick it off with the results from the weekend and I suppose we go to the under-21 Hurling Championship finals that were played on the weekend. First one I have down here is the under-21B Hurling Championship final. This was played on Sunday. It was in Dungani and it was Drumree who came away with the victory here um, against Rathout. 2-15-2-14, a one-point victory there for Drumree and uh, they will be delighted with that win. And the under 21A Hurling Championship, uh, the two semi-finals were played last week on Sunday. We don't have a, a fixture or result from the final. Um, we know that it will be contested by Dunboyne and uh, Ratman Line. And the final, actually, let me just see, it is down uh, for, it was actually down for Sunday at half one, but we've no result in for that one as of yet i've got um, a result mickey if oh, you want Davey Rispin has the result just hot off the press and uh, an incredible contest by the sounds of it st peter's done by and winning by a point after extra time one uh 20 to st peter's done 216 to rat line so a massive win there one point win for Dunboyne after extra time that's why it's so late because it's literally yeah. only in yeah, absolutely, and uh, well done to Dunboyne. And then in the Under-21 Hurling Championship proper, this, the top tier of the Under-21 Hurling, it was Trim who came away with the victory um, on Sunday afternoon um, against Clonmagale. One goal and 20 to Clonmagale's one goal and 13. So well done to all of the... The victorious teams in each of the under-21 Hurling Championships, uh, they'll be able to go and enjoy their Christmas. Now, Davey, we might move on to the football um, results. And I think we'll start with uh, maybe the under-20D uh, Championship final. 
Yeah, the under 20D uh, championship final, which was played on Saturday, Mickey, was uh, contested between St. Bridget's and Beliver. And in a high scoring and thoroughly entertaining encounter, it was Beliver who got the better of St. Bridget's 313 to Beliver, 113 to St. Bridget's. That's actually St. Bridget's and Moylet. That's an amalgamation at under 20 level. So um, I know I know the website just says St. Bridget's, but it is an amalgamation. Um, also played on Saturday was the B final. And a uh, bit of a strange scoreline, but a win nonetheless for another amalgamation in uh, Rakenny and Slane. They defeated Kilbride on a scoreline of four goals and four points to 12 points. So that's 16 points to 12 in favour of Rakenny and Slane. Um, there was uh, the big finals, of course, were played Friday night, Mickey, um, starting with the under 20C and the aforementioned St. Pat's uh, following their semi-final win the previous week were beaten in extra time against Drumcondrick Mead Hill. It finished 1-9 to Drumcondrick Mead Hill, eight points to St. Pat's after extra time, so a four-point win there for the North Mead men. Great year um, for, Drum, for, for, for Drumcondrick, um, in fairness to me, that is an amalgamation of Mead Hill and Drumcondrick, but really good year for Drumcondrick, Davy. Yeah, of course, and, and look, at they've always been strong underage with Mead Hill. It, it's quite yeah. a successful amalgamation that's always sort of served them well. And there is a big cohort of Mead Hill players there as well who have sort of featured for their first team in intermediate football. So that's certainly a big win to, to push them along again. Um, speaking of big wins, and, and, you know, they've just had the most incredible year. Wolf Tones, they won the A final. They defeated Centralstown by 3-7 to 11 points, captained by your love child, Tom Gavigan, Mickey, who contributed two goals on the night. Um, an outstanding contribution from him. He's been excellent in the under-20 campaign, following yeah. on from a really good year. Um, but look at the it, you have Sarah Finnegan, Oshin Martin. You know, there's a whole host of those players that featured for the senior team have gone strong as well for the under 20. So that caps a remarkable year for the tones. And the final one, but by no means least, was the under 20 uh first division final between Clonard and Balnabracky and Dunshockland. And this sounded like an absolute corker. It finished Dunshockland 3 9, which is 18 points, Clonard and Balnabracky 2 11, which is 17 points. Luke Mitchell with 1 1 in injury time for Dunshockland to get them over the line. And as I've seen, um, a bit of tongue in cheek under one of their tweets at the weekend, not bad for an intermediate side to win uh, an under 20 Division 1 uh, title. But look, that's the sort of pedigree and underage talent that I've sort of been waxing lyrical for all year round. Thankfully, they've got a little bit of success at the latter stages of the year and it should help them into intermediate football next year. I was just going to say that could that win could be absolutely crucial and to win it in the manner they did against Clonard, Balanabraki when they were leading in the first half and then Balanabraki, Clonard got the run on them in the second half, led by three points going into uh, injury time. And for Dunshockland to come back and get that goal and the point in uh, the, the closing stages to win that game and steal it, in fairness, from Balnebracki Clannard, um, uh, it could be the catalyst and the driving force between Dunshockland's or for Dunshockland's 2022 season. Absolutely. I think it's a great win, um, you know, aided and abetted strongly by that sort of minor team which won uh, a couple of years ago, wasn't it, Division 1 level. So mm -hmm. it's great to see. It's important that they sort of stick to that cohort and, and try and push forward now with the young players. Still manager lists at senior level, but, you know, I think any aspiring manager, anyone who's in the hat to try and get that job, I think that's going to be a massive sort of carrot or fillip for them going into the chocolate for next year. Yeah, I think they need a proven manager. I don't think they need a young, aspiring manager um, that's looking to make his name. I think for the Jotland, they do need somebody who's proven uh, and got a bit of pedigree behind them uh, for these players to buy in. But yeah, it could be an absolutely huge win. Incidentally, in that minor final uh, a couple of years ago, Davy, wasn't it uh, St. Colm Kills they beat in that final? It was in Column Kills, I think. Yeah, they were beaten. Yeah, that's and it was. Right. I think so. Like Balnebracky, Clannard, at what level were they operating? I wonder that year. Were they in Division One, uh, the top tier? No, no. This is. I think this was their first sort of venture into Division One, um, and and like I, I spoke to a couple of people about this over the weekend. Like you know, Clannard, to be honest with you, have been in the doldrums for a good few years now, um, and this could be possibly the blueprint for for clubs going forward um you look at how successful that amalgamation has been they were mightily unlucky to be beaten 
Um, excellent team looking down through it. Some really talented players at minor and under 20 level for me over the last couple of years too. Um, they've been absolutely fantastic and, you know, gutted for them to lose it, but great for Dunshockland to win it at the same time and get a little bit of revenge back on um, Balnebracchi for that defeat they had a, only a couple of weeks ago in the relegation playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get rid of some of the the the, the demons from that game, of course. But look, um, yeah, you know, we... We always talk about, you know, we wish that the under-20 championship was played at a different time of the year because, you know, it's, it just seems unfair that the it's the most entertaining of all the football grades, I think, the under-20 championship. But it hasn't uh, let us down this year at all. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, and I suppose the mild weather has added to that. We haven't really had too many stormy weekends. We've had ideal conditions for a lot of the under-20 championship. Yeah, and I think the scoring across the board generally has been good. Okay, the the likes of our game with the Pats and the Pats final there on, on the weekend was probably low scoring and quite attritional. But across the board, when you're looking at the Division 1 um, final and it, it's producing, what, you know, five goals and, and a plethora of other scores, I think that's great. And, you know, you're looking down through it and across the board, it's it's been good uh, on the main. So I'd agree with you. I think it probably, in order to maybe... Um, increased the. Um, I'm trying to find the word to describe. You know how you can help the competition get a, a better status. I think it does need to be played earlier in the year, but it is hard, especially in a year like this. It's been to to just fit it in, and it's good that we had a championship at under twenty level at all because I think a month to six weeks ago, a lot of people didn't think we would. You know, um, the likes of Dunchaklin and the Tones, and you know, from Condor Mead Hill. Um, and believer, they'll be absolutely thrilled now that they have because they have a championship in the back pocket. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well done to all the victorious under twenty uh, football teams across all the different grades that won their relative uh, uh, relevant championships uh, over the last few days. Well done, and best luck for the twenty twenty two season. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R. Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, we had one team out in Leinster action, uh, Leinster club action this weekend, and it was, of course, trim. They were playing in Park Tolchin on Saturday afternoon against the Wexford champions, Crossbeg, Ballymurn, and trim swatted them aside. Great second-half performance by trim. Went ahead early doors, uh, let uh, Crossbeg back into the game, but finished the half strongly and then the second half again pushed on, outscoring the, their rivals by seven points to one. Uh, halftime score was 2-8 to nine points, so they were leading by five and they ended up winning 2-15 to ten points and 11-point victory for Trim. And, you know, the juggernaut that is Trim, keep on going. Yeah, I was very impressed with them. Um, sloppy at stages in the first half, but when they needed to be good they were good you know what i mean and and they pressed the turbo button when when it allowed uh two two to a point up after you know what six seven minutes of play and you thought it was going to be a cakewalk for them full credit to the wexford men they came back and hit four points and you know sort of rattle trim for a time um but that final stanza of the first half where they hit four unanswered points through a brace from Aaron Lynch, um, Mikey Cullen, and another one from Lynchy from a free, gave them that 2-8 to 10-point lead at the break. And in the second half, Mickey, they outscored their opponents um, by, what was it, seven or eight points to one. Yeah, Yeah, which was was incredible. They were brilliant. There was a slight breeze behind them, granted, in in the second half. But um, looking at their success as well in the hurling, you know, 24 hours later, James Murray, he, he hit seven points for the under-21 hurlers. He came on and hit two smashing points in the second half. Certainly put his hand up for inclusion, maybe in the Leinster final. And Connor Quigley, who returned following a hamstring injury, he played the full game, scored a brilliant goal in the first half, and then went on to captain the hurlers, you know, less than 24 hours later. So the hamstring is most definitely in full working order again. They are a juggernaut. It's 17 unbeaten. They're going to go into a Leinster final now in less than a month's time. And 
I give them a mighty good chance of getting uh, getting over the line, Mickey. Is it 17 wins on the trot, or is it just 17 unbeaten? I don't think they did. 17 wins. Yeah, no, 17, 17 wins on the trot, yeah, which is like The closest remarkable. anyone's got to them has, was Pats, you know, yeah. uh, getting within a point of them in the Cornabonia final. Other than that, Oldcastle maybe, I think, back in the Cornabonia group stage, has got within two of them, but nobody has touched them in championship football or got near them. You know, I think Waterstown getting within six points has been the closest anyone has. Um, they're a savage outfit. They're introducing kind of younger players now, and um, they have that sort of siege mentality and they're going to take savage stopping I would say Yeah, well, we will have a full review of their Leinster Intermediate semi-final over on our Loyal Royals podcast this week um, where Davey caught up with Declan Dowling, James Murray and the manager Kevin Riley with the Midas touch that is Kevin Riley um, he's just bringing these guys on in leaps and bounds uh, we've always said about their undoubted quality but just Kevin Riley seems to be able to harness it that is for sure David they've set up a Leinster final now with the Offaly champions Clara and uh, that will be played on well it's due to be played on Saturday January the 15th um, and yeah th- these lads while they'll enjoy the Christmas they'll also be diverting their attention to a Leinster final early early doors in January yeah uh, that that'll be the sole focus i think senior football is there for them but they will be 100 percent focused in on a leinster final against clara potentially in crow park as well there is a few uh, rumors that that might be the case clara are an awesome side beat kilcock they're going to go into this final as favorites and i'm not being disrespectful to trim that's the way the, the sort of odds makers have looked at this game so um, they must be a decent side. Don't know a whole pile about them. But again, as I said already, I wouldn't look past Trim. Um, I think they've been outstanding and they've really sort of relished the Leinster Championship campaign. And we only talked a couple of weeks ago about how maybe some mead clubs, you know, don't take it as seriously as others. I've been really impressed by the way in which Trim management and players alike have sort of um, approached the competition. Yeah, it's funny, Davey. You know, we mentioned it there like about mead teams not taking it as serious and whatever. But there's a lot of talk about this lately and a lot of people getting in contact with us about it and why do me teams not take the Leinster Championship series? It has to be that old adage that you're not guaranteed your championship in Mead. And how can you prepare for something that you're not in unless you win your, your, your club championship? And the club championship is so hard to win. Why would you look past your own club championship? You know what I mean? It, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I, I do agree. I do agree. Particularly at senior level, I do think in me that it's quite open. Um, but I still go back to that interview we did with Breyer. And, you know, he said with O'Matney's, it was it was very difficult to try and get them. When they were on top, they probably felt that maybe in many years they would win a championship and they should go on and challenge at Leinster. That they just didn't have the same sort of approach as what they had to a championship in the county. Um, I don't know why, but in Leinster in particular in recent years with the likes of Ratoat, um, St. Colin Gills and, and now Trim, you know, they've really approached it with a view to absolutely going on and winning it and treating it with the utmost respect. Um, there is something in it. I, I get what you're saying, but, you know, I think it's seniors where we've just fallen down. I think it's only a couple of wins, is it, in the last 10 or 15 years, which is not really good enough for a county like Mead. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, it is just hard. And- you know, um, I was actually covering the Ulster Junior uh, final today, and I that's something that I spoke to the manager about afterwards. It was like, you know, obviously you can't be preparing for an Ulster Championship at the start of the year, but how did you get your lads to buy in? And, and they were lucky. They had a four-week break after winning their their championship. So mm-hmm. they were able to do their, their celebrating. Then they came back a week after the celebrating and did a week's training where lads kind of didn't some lads didn't come back and whatever but for the last two weeks between before the the first round of that championship they all came back they got their first win and they won well and then it was a case of oh hang on a second maybe we should give this a crack and you know they went on and won an Ulster championship today so there is I suppose it's it's a mentality thing really isn't it? It, it absolutely I think that's the that's the key it's how players embrace it and there's no question about the quality or anything like that but I, I think teams have to just approach it with with the view that it's another championship essentially, um, and and Trim are the prime example of that. You know they've been really really professional in all of their games, treated the teams with the utmost respect, done their homework like they would do in Mead, and 
um, they've just cracked on, you know, Mickey, they've just carried on in the way in which they've been moving all year round. And the unbeaten record is something that probably is a little bit of an added incentive for them as well to keep that going. You know, they wouldn't have liked to have been beaten the week before Christmas and that particular um, record to be broken. You know, they're obviously going up into senior and as well as that in intermediate, you want to sort of put out a few feelers to senior teams and say, look at what we're doing in Leinster, lads. We're coming up to senior next year. You don't want to get us next round, or sorry, first round next year in the championship. And I think Trim are doing a good job at kind of getting that message across. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they will face off against Clara on January the 15th, uh, as we said. Davey, uh, the Clara team that were in an awfully senior final as recently as 2017, um, obviously relegated in, in the last couple of years. So maybe that's why they will take the favourites tag into this Leinster final um, against Trim. Yeah, and I think also there were senior B uh, winners as such. I, I know, you know, it's probably intermediate and all but name, but it would suggest that they're coming up and they've played a decent enough standard and they'll go up to senior like you'd expect Trim to next year and, and give a good fist of it. Um but yeah, they came through a grueling encounter with Kilcock, who are a very decent outfit, I know for a fact as well, um, two-point victors on Saturday. So um, look at Kevin and, and the management team will be getting to work on um, over the Christmas period and they'll be um, they'll be getting the lads out on the training pitch probably between Christmas and the new year and getting focused in on the task at hand. And uh, look, at it wouldn't it be absolutely fantastic to win another Leinster Championship and who knows after that? Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, uh, we're... We'll obviously be following this trim side however far they go in the All-Ireland series. They will be uh, playing in the Leinster final in January and we will be looking out for that. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automore dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard, County Mead. Davey, um, I suppose it'd be remiss of us not to go back to the Mead Ladies because uh, the Mead Ladies have been nominated for Team of the Year in the RTE Sports Awards. And not only that, but um, Eamon Murray has been uh, nominated for Manager of the Year. Um, you know, the, the accolades just keep coming and the nominations just keep coming for this Mead Ladies team. Yeah, sadly they didn't get any awards though, Mickey. I thought it was a little bit disappointing that they, I think they had four nominees and all, wasn't yeah. Emma Duggan up for Young Player of the Year and I think Vicky Wall was in for Female Sports Person or whatever it was, but unfortunately they were unsuccessful on all accounts, but I suppose to have four nominations at the RTE Sports Awards for the one team essentially yeah. um, is fantastic. I just thought there would have been good value for winning any which one of those, um, but look, it wasn't to be. I don't think they'll get too down or disheartened about it it's been a tremendous 2021 for the mead ladies yeah absolutely but just to just again just to give them their their kudos and and, and to be even uh nominated was was absolutely huge and just shows how far they come and, and i suppose it brings us on then to uh the mead ladies taking on the underdogs last weekend again we will do a full patreon on this uh, we'll have a loyal royals podcast on this where we've got interviews with mickey ned o'sullivan the underdogs manager laura baskell the player of the tournament from the um, uh, the underdogs and we also caught up with Eamon Murray and Erla um, Lally from the Mead side of things um, Davey, um, a great occasion in Ashburn last week and again a great cause that was um, uh, that, 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 that the money was raised for on the day was, was Zach Rocks and uh, you know, great to see such a great turnout great to see some Mead legends there and do you know what Like I was thinking you know, the girls are going to be missing a few, the Dunboyne girls, you know, Vicky and Emma Duggan and, um, and Shelley Melia or Shelley yeah, Melian yeah. and whatever. And I was like going, you know, the underdogs will probably give them a run for the money. But Jesus Christ, the mean ladies just blew them away. They did. They did. They were class. I, I, I won't lie to you, Mickey. I hadn't, I, I'd watched the series, but it's very hard to gauge how good or bad a team is from, you know, just looking at the bit, yeah. the clips or whatever. But when I seen the programme, 
and the starting team that Eamon Murray had picked, I, I did fear for them. I, I thought he went strong. Um, you know, Monica McGurk, Emma Troy, Mary Kate Lynch, Katie New. That's the four of, of yeah, yeah. the first four that we've had all year round, you know. And from that, you had Avian Cleary, Orla Lally, Murray, Orla Bourne, Neva Sullivan, Eve Galogli, Emma White. And the, the few girls that he did also include, it was almost an audition or a trial for them to go and prove themselves on the county stage. And the likes of Kira Smith from screen scored one three, etc. forward was absolutely fantastic. Um, and then you had some of the kind of the substitutes who we've come to know and love, the likes of Stacey Grimes come on and kick three points. Um, sensational, and it just shows the depth there, even without the likes of Vicky, Emma, and, and Shelley, obviously. Um, and more than buying girls, I'm sure, to come in in the off-season when their season finishes, which is going to go into the new year. But Mead, ultra-professional, and great occasion, huge crowd, and hopefully good funds raised for Zach Rocks. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And uh, just great to see the strength and depth that this Mead team have. And, you know, that's something that Eamon Murray does speak about in the interview. But uh, as we said, go over to our Loyal Loyals podcast and you will be able to catch up with uh, our review from the underdogs. And just to get the, the viewpoints of all the different people, as we said, like Mickey Ned O'Sullivan, a great man, a great GA man, just to hear his thoughts and Eamon Murray's as well was, uh, was brilliant after the game. And we said already we will have our end of year uh, reviews um, on all different, all things GA. And if there is anything that you want us to talk about in our end of year reviews, please do get in contact with us on our social media. Um, we will be putting out a few tweets and a few Instagram posts where we'll be asking you for your, um, your, your, uh, what would you say, your, your, what would you say? Well, what, yeah, their highlights of the year. Yeah. And, and we'll include any of the ones that we think are good enough, but more than likely we won't. It'll be just me and Davey. Um, so <laughs> You're dead right. Just, Tell it how it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be all about me and Davey. But uh, yeah, no, do get in contact with us if there's anything that you think from the year we should talk about um, on our end of year reviews, we will do so. Um, Davey, I think it's time to move on and do our lotto um, segment for this week. Yeah, the first one up comes from Simonstown Gales, Mickey. Um, I know it doesn't. I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, <laughs> Jelly, Jelly just told me to do that, so <laughs> I, I had to. <laughs> you can, you can, you can go ahead. That's fine. I, I don't, I don't I mean, He didn't even send it to me. Um, so I hope you have it, <laughs> or else he's really done himself out of it. But uh, <laughs> I actually just reading. I'm just reading a message from Jelly there now. I hope you're up okay. to date with all your League of Ireland news. For Instagram interactive later on. Jeez. So while you're while you're doing all the the um the lottos, I'm just going to go on to the League of Ireland page here and just catch up uh, briefly. <laughs> Fair play. And um, first one up, as always, comes in from Manalvi GFC. Their ten thousand uh, lotto was actually won last week, Mickey. So that's one of them off the radar. Um, Elizabeth Phelan was the winner of that ten thousand euro jackpot, but fear not. Because the reserve has actually built up to 8,300. So it's not that much of a dip to what their next one is going to be on Monday night. You can play it on manalbgfc.ie or on the Club Force app. They also have three 20 winners who are Anne Regan, Sean O'Neill, and Deirdre Dixon. Um, Ballinlock GFC, the letters drawn were D, V, W, and Y. Uh, 4,600 euro of a jackpot was not won. The next draw takes place on the 28th of December. Carmel Gaynor was the winner of match three and she'll collect 100 euro and um, next straw takes place in caves to chocolate and royal gales and um, they are still going strong i think um on their jackpot they had no winner winning numbers were 1 11 20 and 26 five match three winners to collect 40 euro each uh yolanda blake pat maloney Anne marie hessman and mary inglis she actually collected two and um, match three winners so that's I don't know how that works. Maybe she was mightily unlucky or she had the same numbers in twice. I don't know how that um, <laughs> how that happened, but she's going to collect 80 euro regardless. Uh, the next draw takes place on the 20th of December, which is Monday at half eight live on Facebook. 30,000 euro of a jackpot, 13,000 of a reserve, 4,400 of a second reserve on Club Force. Don't say any. 8, 16, 22 and 27 were the uh, lotto numbers drawn from their last one on December 11th. Um, they had more match three winners in Michael Cunningham um, and Paul Clark, who shared 150 euro between them. 9,900 euro of a jackpot next week, so that's grown all the time. You can play online at 
tiny.cc forward slash Dunsany, Lotto, or in the Kilmeston Centre uh, or the post office. My own quarter in GFC, Mickey, uh, 7,300 euro for jackpot was not one. 2, 9, 25, and 29 were the numbers drawn. Uh, Michael Geraghty, Hannah Griffin, Rachel McFadden, Mike Bray, and Ivan Donahue um, were the winners of the 20 euros. Uh, Lorraine O'Brien won the 50 euro Hogan's voucher. Um, and next month's jackpot is 7,400. We're actually taking a two week break, so we'll be back in early January. CortonGA.com forward slash lotto to play that one. Kilmainham GFC um, are also still going strong with their jackpot of 8,800 euro, which it'll be next week. Last week's winners who were Linda McDonald, Barney Gaffney, Margaret Riley, Noel Olahan and Elaine O'Rourke, who received 20 euro each. Christmas draw ticket winner was Paula Morgan. Next draw takes place on Monday, the 20th of December. Um, you can play it on the Club Force app. Uh, Oldcastle, 12,000 euro next Wednesday. Club Force as well for that one. Minority GFC, they're having their Christmas lotto jackpot tonight, Sunday. It's 15 grand. The reserve is at 11,000 currently. All of tonight's profits will be making a donation to the community council's senior citizens hampers amazing once again the group are unable to host their annual dinner in the hall so that's very generous of Benaldi to give their entire takings to that uh, great cause from tonight and um, along with that they will also have their christmas raffle draws which takes place to support local businesses in and around the village there's no extra lotto tickets needed to be bought for this if you buy the Minaldi gfc lotto tonight either online or the paper format you're in with a chance to win it's at 8 p.m um and the service will be closed then so uh best luck to everyone in that one that's on club force and the final one i have on my list is from navinamatis and uh, they had no jackpot winner uh last week the numbers drawn were 1 12 28 and 31 they move on to 10,850 on the 21st of december the lucky dip winners were amy murtha sinead o'sullivan uh clifford fitzgerald and john and caroline you can google club spot navinamatis or download via their app to play that one that's it for me mickey excellent well centers lotto is still at uh, a huge ten thousand euro wasn't one last week you can do that on the smart lotto app or go to any of their um smart or, or their social media pages and you'll find the link there it takes place every monday night and then the final one i have is from the aforementioned jelly simonson's lotto last friday night was not one it was for 7350 the numbers drawn were 4 7 18 and 28 one match three was mary o'connor and she lo uh, takes home a lovely 150 euro you can play it online or through uh, the club's app app as usual or go online to any of their social media pages and you'll get the link there and the next jackpot is 7400 euros so uh, not to be sneezed at um davy time to move on to our instagram interactive and uh, have we had much interaction this week yeah mickey quite a bit of instagram interactive this week obviously catching up on uh, on the no instagram interactive last week um the first one comes in this week from Zach Griffin, and he said Frank O'Reilly's Kel Celtic heroics. I don't know if you've heard about this, Mickey, but Kel Celtic got a big win over Toro um, today, two goals to one to keep their promotion bid alive. And Frank O'Reilly, the Karen Ross man, hit the two goals for Kel Celtic. So they're still in the mix and they put Toro celebrations on ice. Excellent. Well done to Frank O'Reilly there. Um... He's doing it. He's bagging goals in the Gaelic football field and he's bagging goals in the soccer field as well for Kel Celtic. Um, yeah, well done. Jake Balf just said uh, the Mean Miners 2022. Uh, yeah, well, has he high hopes? Is that what it is? <laughs> um, I suppose at this stage, the way things are going with Mead underage, um, we'd be expecting big things from all our underage teams, but we don't like to heap the pressure on them either at the same time. Yeah, I think Jake will probably be part of the panel, actually, as well. Del O'Brien, obviously, yeah, going in to manage yeah. them, and a uh, decent uh, squad behind them. The likes of Skinner, Enix, David Nolan, of course, and a few other notable inclusions. They, they are well-touted to go well, I think. Um, but I, I don't they, like putting too much pressure on, on young fellas, you know, particularly yeah. after what we've achieved in recent years at minor level. Yeah, they, they, didn't they win the Jerry Riley tournament last year? Um, they did, I think, yeah they, yeah. they have a second team in it as well that went well. Am I right yeah. there? Yeah, I think he could so, be. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to follow them. Um, no pressure, though, as we said. 
like a plaster, Mickey, we'll get the League of Ireland bandage ripped off good and quickly. Jack Walsh first up, he said Robbie Benson back to Oriel Park. And the jelly followed that up by saying Stephen O'Donnell and Robbie Benson leave Richmond Park to return to Oriel Park. Yeah, heading back to Dundalk. And, and uh, I saw as well, what was your man's name? Shields that played for Dundalk. Chris, yeah. Chris Shields, he scored last night for um, whatever team he's playing for up in the... Irish League or whatever it's called up the north um, and uh, I'm surprised none of them brought up the fact that the League of Ireland first division is going to be reduced to nine teams for the 2022 season after uh, Bray and Cabin Teeley have amalgamated as, as one team but look the, you know they're only worried about the Premier Division I suppose those two boys they're taking a leaf out of the Ballabracky and Clannard uh, book there Mickey yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, Huey Corcoran also talking about Kel Celtic and saying Frank O'Reilly a workhorse T carry pulling the strings in the middle of the field for the Celts so it's like it's basically an amalgamation of Can Ross Strumbara Kilmainham uh, Kel, Kels Cortown there's lads from every club part of it it's uh it's amazing. They're literally a team made up of GA players who have finished their season and yeah. go and play soccer, and they're actually quite good. <laughs> yeah, and, and and if they can just hold it together till the guy the guys from the Gaelic come back, uh, they yeah. can make a burst for it then at the end of the season. But um, yeah, interesting. Lush, beautiful grass shouldn't be limited to GA pitches. At Husqvarna, we have the perfect solution. Silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn placing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna Automore. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Automore from your phone. Automore also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact P.R. Coyne & Sons, your authorised Automore dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in-store in Clonard, County Mead. Um, Cassie Marty said Eddie Kirby looking to transfer to trim with four snakes um, I think that is pure speculation now at this stage I have contacted Eddie Kirby and he says there's absolutely no substance to that it's exactly what you would say if there was substance to it <laughs> very true very true so let's watch this space um, Harry Ryan uh, saying that Podge Muldoon is filming a last dance documentary in Ballinlock in 2022 ah okay are they going to do a documentary on him in, in his last season is that it yeah it'd be a shame to see him jeez he's been some servant hasn't he to Ballinlock um, I actually think there's a little bit of um managerial update in Ballinlock as well Mickey where uh, none other than Con Cleary I believe is linked to the job um, of course Con managed Corton to a junior championship in 2014 he was Lara Wall's right hand man with Gail Gill for the last number of years and I believe it would be Con going in as manager to work alongside Vinnie Ryan who managed them this year um, and with the underage players that they have coming through obviously dropping back to junior A you'd have to say they would be a tough enough to crack and a very hard team to beat next year if that's to be the case so we'll watch that one with interest yeah and we'll come back to our managerial merry-go-round over christmas as well we haven't spoken about that in our loyal royal podcast yet but that is something we'll be maybe discussing on the we are mead podcast in the coming weeks yeah, Eugene O'Reilly coming in for some great love for Clannagale under-21 hurlers. and um, 17-year-old, an absolutely machine, uh, says Kieran Gary. Dara Swain says he's different gravy. Um, so what a performance he must have turned in in their under-21 uh, success. Yeah, in their campaign, uh, they were beaten in the final, obviously, by Trim, but um, what a run they had. And continuing on from their hurling exploits of the last couple of years as well, um, you know, Clonagill are a team that I would be very wary of in the next couple of years. If they bring through a few more young players about hurling and football, you know, they could really make a burst as well again. Very much so, Mickey. Yeah, absolutely. Andy Smith referencing the scenes in Dungani on Friday night on Shockland under 20 champions. Yeah, um, yeah uh, absolutely brilliant for, for, for Dunshockland. Heartbreak for for uh, Ballinabracky Clannard, but um, as we said, uh, you know, probably a bit of redemption there for Dunshockland against Ballinabracky um, after being relegated by them only, well, um, beaten by them in the relegation only a matter of weeks ago, and then for Dunshockland to do that in the closing stages against Ballinabracky, that would be a tough one to take, but 
yeah, Dunchoklin, delighted with that win. Uh, Shane Mangan is wondering, is there any word of uh, having leagues back in 2022? I think that would be the club leagues, the A-leagues. Um, obviously a manager now, isn't he, Shane? So he's yeah, trying to plot, mm-hmm. uh, plot his year with Boards Mill. But I, I'd suggest it probably would return. But the way COVID is at the minute, then you, you, you couldn't say that really wholeheartedly, Coach, at the moment. The only thing is that we have time. Um, on our side because obviously there's going to be no club football starting early in the year um, yeah. uh, with the split season and whatever maybe the league if things go well and uh, numbers stay down and we get everything else under control and whatever maybe you could see leagues starting maybe around April or something like that which would be great it'd be a nice break for the GEA player as well if they got till uh, April um, before a ball was kicked but then, true true yeah uh, Simon what? O'Keefe yeah you know what these new managers and young managers are all about. It'll be like, well, okay, we're not starting back until April football, but we need to be ahead of the curve. So let's start training earlier and the slogging and the running and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't envy any of you. <laughs> uh, Simon O'Keefe says, Dumboyne under 21A champions. That's in reference to uh, the, hurling. the hurling, of course. Yeah. 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 Great win for Dumboyne. Um, in a training encounter, went to uh, extra time that one, didn't it? Yeah, won by a point against Ratmaline. That's a terrific win for them. Um, another Dunboyne man in Joe McWheeney is in, and he wants to know where the top five points in Mead are for a point of Guinness, Mickey. You're going to have to take centre stage here. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, well, Mrs. O's is always a lovely place to go for a point of Guinness. It's, it's always a lovely place to go for a point, but when you're there, you just have to have a point of Guinness because of the Guinness ad, obviously. Um there are a few. I, I, I Peter Duffy said Foxes. Foxes is a great spot for a pint of Guinness. Yeah, they'd have an unbelievable pull on the Guinness in there at any time of the day. Um, <laughs> um, Lynch's, Lynch's and Trim, they do a nice pint of Guinness as well. Um, it's it's so hard because there's such great uh, establishments all across Mead for getting a pint of Guinness. So there is, um, you know, there really is. There's some really top houses around Mead. Nockies in Navin is a good spot for a pint of Guinness. The Roundo in Navin is a good spot to get a pint of Guinness. Um, and then any of the little rural country pubs that you get into, they're usually one with a nice fire. That, that, that yeah. they seem to an be the ones. Fire, that, yeah. A nice yeah. open fire. They seem to be the ones that have the nice Guinness. Um, Gorman Lock is another one. Good pint of Guinness out there. I'm just talking about places low, close to Navin and whatever, really, because um, with the drink driving these days, it's hard to get it uh, across the country. And, there have been, yeah, I've been to a lot of places around the county for a point against Marcy's. Jesus Christ, how can you forget Marcy's as well? Um, yeah, we'll come back to that. That's a, that's a podcast in itself. In itself, like it, really it actually is. is. It's yeah, a podcast yeah, yeah. series. <laughs> yeah, and I actually seen our good friend Lucky to be working, or David Ferris was in the Fingal House uh, in Dunboyne last night, and uh, this he was he was really demonstrating uh, how good the shtick is in there, and it did look like a nice point. Oh, yeah, the, the, the Fingal House, I think that's Mulvaney's, is it? Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, went to school with Brendan and, and Michael, and uh, yeah, they've always been renowned for their pint of Guinness in there as well. Um, And Joe is back in again with his final question, and he wants to know, who are the new lads onto the senior football panel? Yeah, well, Davey Rispin, um, you've been doing a little bit of research on that. Um, what, what can you tell us at the minute? I have to do a little bit more research on it, but the last few names I heard was Gavin McGowan uh, from yeah. Retolt, who, of course, played with the Mead Hurlers last year, um, but very esteemed footballer in his own respect. James O'Hare, the Rakeni man and under-20 captain from this year as well. Um, hardly a big surprise, but great to see him in there as well. And Billy Hogan, uh, of course, minor keeper from a couple of years ago. His brother, Harry, assumed the number one spot with me at the latter stages of the year. So it'll be interesting to see if he's fighting it out directly uh, for that number one jersey with his brother yeah absolutely that'll be an interesting one but we will do a bit more on that and that will be part of our end of year review or even our inter-county preview for the 2022 season um, but we will get more information on that that's all the updates we have on the county senior team for the moment that's it from instagram interactive mick is that everything for this week uh, david then have you anything else you want to go through Ah, sure. I'll just give. Uh, I'll just give my uh, 
Christmas draw a little bit of a plug. Oh, I know you've played it. So I know nice. you've played it, Mickey. So just we'll put a disclaimer on that. But uh, we are having it on Wednesday night. Thousand uh, euro of a hamper. We have something like twelve or thirteen different prizes up for grabs. Um, it's a great draw. I think tickets are ten or each. You can get three for twenty. You've availed of that particular offer, and uh, it's going to be live on Facebook on Wednesday night. So if anyone wants a ticket, you can go onto Corten's website, or you can get in touch with me directly, and I'll take Revolut. There's absolutely no issues whatsoever. Yeah, David Rusman will take money anyway. He can get it off you. That's no problem at all. He'll drive out to the house and collect it off you. So he will. He might if, be if so I have quick. to, I will. Yeah, he might be so quick to deliver the prize, but if there's money going into the club, he'll be there to collect it. But um, and Davy, you just wants to disclose as well. It's not unusual for the person running the draw to win the draw. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, look. Um, yeah. No, it is. Go online, go on to any of the Courtown social media pages and you'll see the list of prizes. It's an absolutely brilliant uh, draw that they're having and I'm hoping I'm hoping against hope that my name will be pulled out for one of the prizes and uh, especially the main hamper. Davey, you've said it before, this hamper that you're doing, like it's, it's uh, everything that you can think of for Christmas is in it. Um, you know, every food and drink item that you can think of that you use at Christmas is in this hamper. Yeah, it is actually amazing. And like I've seen it firsthand being delivered to people and you do need a trailer or, or a big sort of Jeep to fit everything in because there's, you know, turkey, duck, goose, all drinks, foods, whatever you name it, turf sticks, all just Christmas stuff. Um, and that's just the main prize. You know, there's other backup hampers. There is 12 or 13 different prizes. Keith Meats, Keith Sheeran has kindly donated a voucher as well to it. Uh, we have one for all vouchers. There's loads of different stuff. So a whole host or plethora of prizes up for grabs. Did you think about putting in a painkiller and Alka-Seltzer um, hamper? We can do that. That, that can be arranged. <laughs> but the intercom closes now. People shouldn't be too bad, but maybe they'll be worse <laughs> if you at home. <laughs> oh, look, that's it. Well, look, um, we will, uh, We, as we said, we'll be doing plenty of podcasts over the Christmas, and it's going to be hard at it straight away when we get into January. We will, of course, um, be going straight into Intercounty with the O'Byrne Cup, and then we have the league starting in February. It's going to be non-stop. GAA from your We Are Mead panel here of Davy Rispin and Mickey Brennan. We want to wish you all the very best and wish you a very happy Christmas. And, you know, don't be afraid. If there's somebody out there in your life who you think would be really interested in uh, listening to the Loyal Royals podcast, um, you could always do a little stocking filler for them and sign them up for the Loyal Royals podcast at five euro a month. And, um, you know, and it's a present that you don't have to pay for up front. It'll be taken off you monthly for the year. So, you know, it just saves you from having to spend that big amount of money at Christmas. But um, and for your five euro a month, you get a whole host of extra podcasts, about 12 or 15 podcasts extra a month. That's more than Tommy, Hector and Loretta give a month for their eight euro. But uh, yeah, I suppose we're just not as funny as them. Lads. That's it from your We Are Meat podcast for this week. We Are Meat, why it matters more. <laughs>